Updates on Mormon polygamy in the news next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? Mormon polygamists continue to make news headlines revealing some of their illegal activities. <laughs> and we like to keep our viewers uh, updated about them. And we have a few more news items today since the last time we did this. Now, please keep in mind that we pre-tape these programs. So updates to our updates may have occurred <laughs> since we first taped today's show. The first one, of course, is Samuel Bateman. We have to talk about him. We've talked yeah. about him before. He seems to be a wannabe Warren Jeffs. Perhaps he has even surpassed Warren Jeffs in his ex escapades and his perversions. As of today, he has been charged with 51 felony accounts by the FBI. 51 is yeah. huge, isn't it? It is. His behavior is evidence that he's a product of Warren Jeffs and of the principle of polygamy authored by Joseph Smith. Now, since Warren Jeffs was imprisoned, the FLDS polygamists have scattered into other areas of Utah and Arizona and other Western states. But Bateman had other ideas of his own, as stated in a Salt Lake Tribune article. Yes, but since 2019, Bateman had been trying to recruit members members back by telling them that Jeffs had died in prison, which is not true, and that he is Jeff's successor. At that, in that time, Bateman amassed roughly 50 followers who call themselves Samuelites. Notice they, they have to call themselves after a, a man. A man, huh? yeah. Uh, now, Mormon, LDS, and polygamists historically follow the arm of flesh. Each one has a male arm of flesh that they call their leader, and each group boasts members who will follow their leader right off the edge of the cliff. Yeah. Bateman claimed his first wife in May of 2020, when she was only nine years old, oh, and he has since allegedly engaged in pedophile activity on a regular basis. Now, the indictment against Bateman alleges he took 20 women and girls, 10 of whom were legally underage, when he married them as plural wives, and why not? He had an example to follow. I mean, Joseph Smith took 11 yeah. yes, teenage girls. Yeah. Joseph Smith, Brigham Young, John Taylor, Heber C. Kimmel, Warren Jeff. That same behavior. And other Mormon polygamy groups will marry off underage girls with the promise of Mormon heavily exaltation for those who comply. Now, this is nothing less than human trafficking for sexual purposes. And I am grateful the FBI stepped in yeah. and took a stance. The local governments aren't doing it. I know. We have more to quote from the Salt Lake Tribune article. For two years after that, he traveled across Utah, Arizona, Colorado, and Nebraska, the charges alleged, to collect child brides who were the daughters of his followers. He allegedly told members that to be faithful, they needed to offer up their daughters to him or face punishment. Mm -hmm. He often rebuked them in harsh ways, according to the court filing, if they refused. And the male followers offered up new Bentley cars and other favors to stay in his good graces or to trade for a night with one of Bateman's young wives. The alleged assaults of the girls occurred in all four states. Bateman later directed and participated in group sex acts with the girls, women, and other followers, the indictment states. Children cannot legally consent to sex acts with adults. 
Now, this is pretty, quite perverted. It is, And, of really. course, things get, go from bad to worse. Always The Bible sex. says they think up new ways of doing evil, and that's yeah. definitely what's been going on here. Their crimes do go from bad to worse, and one wife isn't enough, and two wives won't satisfy. Three wives just makes their sexual appetite more aggressive, and they continue to degenerate to taking younger and younger and more and more girls into their harems. Mm. And they do this in the name of God. Yeah. You know, that's what we're against, right. is doing things in the name of God, changing the gospel, just like Joseph Smith did. The first seven presidents of the LDS Church were polygamous and taught that polygamy exalted men and glorified God. What nonsense, but people believed it. According to the Salt Lake Tribune, Bateman is in prison in Arizona. He's pleaded not guilty the legal counsel who were representing him withdrew yeah. when the new charges against him were filed. And as of this date, he has no new legal counsel representing him, at least that we're aware of. His trial is set for 2024, another year. Oh, he's out there. Yeah. AL, AOL News explains some of the indictments. An indictment published earlier in May says Bateman traveled extensively between Arizona, Utah, Colorado, and Nebraska and allegedly had sex with the minor girls on a regular basis. It also charges Bateman with recording some of the sexual activity, alleging some images may have been transmitted across state lines via electronic devices. Relying on journals, day planners, and text messages, it state, says Bateman initiated sexual encounters with groups of followers in hotel rooms, including one that began with a religious rite-inspired washing of the feet. <laughs> a girl who, who the indictment describes as 9 or 10 years old called the sexual encounters definitely terrifying. Isn't that scary? 9 or 10. It breaks my heart. Yeah. Through the years, we have discussed <clears throat> the legal and abusive activities of today's Mormon polygamists. And we have wondered about the lack of action yeah. uh, by the legal authorities in these Western states to halt the abuse, their failure to halt the abuse of the, uh, the polygamists of the laws of the land. They just ignore them. They thumb their nose at them. And many people are appalled at the abuse of the name and the will and the commandment of God because polygamists claim God requires polygamy for Mormon salvation. It all began with Joseph Smith, whom all the kingdoms of Mormonism adore. They sing praises to him, even credit him with holding the keys of entrance into heaven. That's blindness. It covers their eyes and understanding of those who need to follow the arm of flesh. And they're entangled in these myths about Joseph Smith. It's mind-boggling. It is. We would ask, why settle for Joseph Smith when you can have Jesus? He is the arm and power of God, not the weak, corruptible arm of flesh. Now, the news articles about Bateman, of course, has room for reader comments. So, as if you've watched our shows <laughs> in the past, you, we like to talk about the reader's comments. See what people have said. <laughs> See what people say about the articles. So, we're going to talk about a few of them and answer a couple of them with biblical truth. People who are not aware of the religious stranglehold of Joseph Smith and Mormon polygamy will never understand contemporary Mormon polygamy. And there are those who bundle all religious beliefs into one single condemnation. All religion is bad. Here are two comments that require the same answer. Yeah, the first, 
How does he, Samuel Bateman, get all these weak women? Craigslist? And the second is, what is wrong with women? Now, these are, I guess, valid questions, but they must not have read the article because these are minor girls, not women. Yeah, that's true. And and these folks are totally unaware of the background of Mormon polygamy. Something is wrong with the system, not with these young girls, not just with the females. Now, our hearts break for these young girls and, and the women who have been abused and brainwashed by Bateman and his cronies. They're being used. It all began with Joseph Smith and his alleged revelation from God as recorded in Mormon scriptures called the Doctrine and Covenants. Now, for those who think these weak-willed women or who put their names on Craigslist inviting this kind of abuse, you need to be aware of Section 132 of the Doctrine and Covenants, which is called the so-called, is the so-called polygamy revelation. And we direct your attention to what Joseph Smith wrote about females and their required submission to polygamy. This is a little bit long, but it's very descriptive. And it's still there. It's still there, yes. So from Doctrine and Covenants, section 132. And let mine handmaiden, Emma Smith, receive all those wives that have been given unto my servant Joseph, and who are virtuous and pure before me. And those who are not pure and have said they were pure shall be destroyed, saith the Lord God. And again, verily, verily, I say unto you, if any man have a wife who holds the keys of this power, and he teaches unto her the law of my priesthood as pertaining to these things, which is polygamy, then shall she believe and administer unto him, or she shall be destroyed, saith the Lord your God. For I will destroy her, and I will magnify my name upon all those who receive and abide in my law of polygamy. Therefore, it shall be lawful in me, if she receive not this law, for him to receive all things whatsoever I, the Lord his God, will give unto him, because she did not believe and administer unto him according to my word. And she then becomes the transgressor, and he is exempt from the law of Sarah, who administered unto Abraham according to the law, when I commanded Abraham to take Hagar to wife." Now, this is supposed to be scripture according to Mormonism. Yeah. Right? That's scripture. And you can see the destruction, the destructive words that are used, the the, uh, indoctrination that is used. Do it or you die. Do it or I will destroy you. Do it. And and if you don't, you're the transgressor, not the husband. It's it's abusive brainwashing using the very effective and destructive tool of fear. Now, most girls raised in contemporary polygamy groups are threatened from the cradle that God will destroy you if you dare rebel against becoming a plural wife. It's an implanted lie, but the young females don't know that it is a lie. So fear rules their lives and their decisions. Now, since most polygamists are raised isolated from other ideas about who God really is, they cannot know that there is any other way of life or that the God about whom they're taught about is really just a myth. When folks make comments like the two that we read, wondering how women can fall for this kind of exploitation, They need to know that it's nothing more than evil brainwashing done by the parents and the leaders of the polygamy groups. And besides that, many of these were minors, underage girls, incapable of making decisions. Hmm. 
The next reader comment is this. In court filings, investigators have alleged that Bateman, 47, persuaded followers to break off from the FLDS church, convincing them that he was a prophet who succeeded Jeff's and was doing Uncle Warren's will. Religion itself seems to attract them. And and this are those who, who don't like any kind of religion. Right. Religion is evil, and a lot of religions are evil, and they do evil things, just like the Mormon polygamists. Now, regarding those, the Mormon polygamists, it's not necessarily the religion that attracts the people, because most of the people involved, both victims and predators, were born and raised in the polygamous religion, or at least the Mormon religion, yeah, for sure. uh, whose, whose foundation is Joseph Smith, the polygamist. Right. Now, the same foundational religion that today's polygamists uh, adhere to are is the original LDS church. That's right. The attraction for predators, of course, is huge. They have carte blanche for their degenerative modes of abuse and who their victims will be. They have no accountability to civil authority or the parents of their victims. It's a religion that knowingly uses God as their whipping post, threatening each new generation with God's wrath if they don't submit and they, and they commit atrocities that the true and loving God would never, ever condone or command. It's certainly misguided to blame those abuses on God. When God himself has condemned it, the abuse and the abusers, we talked about this in a program not very long ago, but we want to repeat one of his warnings. <laughs> Found in Luke 17, 1 and 2. Temptations to sin are sure to come. That's true of men, too, in this whole condition. You know, it's the men are conditioned to do this same it thing. It is. And there's always that sexual component. And men are men. Mm -hmm. And to be given... <laughs> freedom to go do whatever in yeah. the name of God. Especially if they it's, if their fathers have done it. They just do what yeah. their fathers do. So it says temptations to sin are sure to come. Oh, yeah. But woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better if for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he was cast into the sea than that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. Now this warning is from the Jesus' own mouth. Yeah. Jesus himself said it, and every polygamous man or polygamy group that condones sexual abuse and trafficking women and children in the sex for salvation doctrine have nothing better than a millstone to look forward to in eternity. Mm. Now here's the final reader comment we want to discuss. Long past time that the Mormon outposts in northern Arizona were brought to account for years of child abuse and other crime, including tax fraud. And that's just a few of the abuses polygamy yeah. groups have been dealt be, dealing with the past few years. And how many years has it been going on? <laughs> how yeah. many lives must be ruined? And how many times more in the future will we hear of more crimes? Because the alleged Mormon law of polygamy has not been annihilated. We talk to people all over the country about these things, and without exception, they are appalled that Mormon Utah continues to allow these lawbreakers to flourish and grow stronger and stronger. Next in the news, we want to talk briefly about the 60 Minutes TV program, about yeah. the $100 billion the LDS Church secretly invested, breaking many laws in the process. Now, all this isn't a direct polygamy topic, 
but it does verify that the root of Mormonism is secrecy and deceit, money and power. The apple has fallen very close to the tree. And that's true of the polygamy groups, Absolutely. Too. They the main hoard church money. and the polygamy groups. Yes. They, the, uh, money is a big deal for them. They demand members give their tithing, just like the church does. Yeah. And they dedicate, the members are supposed to dedicate their assets to the group. They call it the law of consecration. Then they invest the money in more and more businesses claiming that this money making builds up the kingdom of God like God needs our <laughs> money you know the regular polygamy group member who thinks that he is serving God by faithfully paying a tithe is deprived of the fruits of his own labor their families are rarely provided for properly uh, in fact most of them live in shocking poverty this behavior is not biblically no, supported. No. The whistleblower about the $100 billion said that when he began working at the LDS church and saw their investments growing, he was excited. He thought that, <laughs> that they were going to use the money to change the world. But instead, they just continued to grow their bank account. <laughs> we would ask those who justify this kind of growing wealth, and there's many who justify it. I'm sure. Uh, that the wealth of a religious institution like this, especially one that considers itself God's only true church, <laughs> to find in the Bible, especially the gospel accounts of Jesus' life and his teachings where he taught that it's okay for them to amass huge amounts of money. Where is an example of Jesus or his disciples right. or any other genuine follower of Jesus? Where do we see that they owned businesses, invested billions <laughs> in shopping malls, keeping their investments secret or confidential, whichever term you might choose to use? Where is the encouragement given by God or by Jesus or in any biblical passages to hide your money, lie to the government about it, and give a little but not really very much <laughs> to the poor? To the poor. Yeah. Instead, this is what Jesus said. From Matthew chapter 19, 16 through 24. And behold, a man came up to him saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, and you shall have, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these things I have kept, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you would be perfect, go. Sell what you possess and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And the same principle applies to rich churches, too, because members make up the church, right? True. There's no biblical mandate to hold on to riches when there are so many poor, hungry, and homeless, needy people in your own backyard. Jesus asked the question, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his very soul? He's talking about the riches of this world. Mormonism claims to be followers of Jesus, but they don't believe or obey most of what he taught. Mm 
And Jesus also warned that no one can serve both God and money. <laughs> Yet money seems to be the top of the list yeah. of the masters in Mormonism. It's also interesting. I heard that someone argued the fact that the church needed to be prepared for the Jesus' second yeah. coming. Yeah. <laughs> As though he needed the money As to though he help needed the, the money to second coming. Yeah, it, it's, it amazes me yeah. what they they don't understand the Bible. They don't understand no. the principles that Jesus taught. Yeah. Next, a few weeks ago, we talked about a sex abuse case against the LDS Church that should have been reported but was ignored. To refresh your memories, a, a woman was molested as a child by her stepfather for years. She sued the LDS Church and her mother. Both her parents were active LDS members. We quote from a news article. A woman described in court papers only as Jane Doe, <clears throat> who said she was sexually assaulted by her stepfather from age 5 until she was 14. The lawsuit alleged that beginning in the 1980s, the stepfather sexually abused the girl the assaults took place at their Lake El Elsinore home and at events, meetings, and property of the local Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. These ongoing acts of abuse brought plaintiff to the brink of suicide, according to the lawsuit. It alleged that the woman repeatedly told church officials, including local bishops, about the sexual abuse, but that they failed to report it to law enforcement in violation of church policy and also used intimidation and shaming tactics to keep her from telling anyone outside the church. And again, we've heard so many stories, sad, sad similar stories, to similar to yeah. this. The girl finally told her high school coach about the abuse. Her father pleaded guilty and spent three years in prison. Now, the LDS Church denied any wrongdoing, but settled this part of the lawsuit for a million dollars. And in February of 2023, the woman's mother settled for $200,000, a very expensive, not guilty plea, <laughs> yes. I would say. Yeah. And next, a sunset man is suing the Boy Scouts of America and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, alleging sexual abuse by staff members, Fox 13 News reported. From ages 7 to 13, I was routinely sexually abused by several members of the church, he claims. I, was, I never was able to tell my story because I was threatened, essentially, that would ruin not just my life, but my mother's life. The lawsuit states that counselors, teachers, trustees, directors, officers, employees, agents, servants, and or volunteers of the local Crossroads of the West Council of the Boy Scouts of America sexually assaulted, sexually abused, and or had sexual contact with Medeiros while he was a minor. Now, the LDS ch Church has been the Boy Scouts' largest sponsor yeah, before years. it ended the partnership in 2020. The abused boy said the trauma stemming from his past sexual abuse impacts him even to this day. Yeah, the Fox News report says... I have tried drowning out those bad thoughts and memories for years with drugs, with all sorts of stuff, medication, med meditation, everything, and nothing works. He encourages any victims of sexual abuse to speak out. If somebody's hurting you, talk about it. Don't listen to this nonsense. Don't listen to the threats they're taking, he said. And we would we'd vocal the same thing. Yeah. Talk about it. Tell someone. A spokesman for the LDS Church said that they, he had never heard about this lawsuit, 
but and they will be reviewing it. And I, of course, I have to wonder <laughs> if that's true. How how can they not have heard about it? Yeah, it's troubling that these things continue to be revealed, detailing the trauma that young girls and boys have had to endure through the years from the Mormon-based sexual abuse. There's so much of it. And it's troubling that these abuses continue everywhere, not just in Utah. Yeah. But that's not our point. They happen, that they ha do happen in Utah is most troubling because this is that place <laughs> that multiple polygamy groups and the huge institution of the LDS Church has their roots. And Jesus said a bad root cannot produce good fruit, and we see that happening. Hmm. Each of these groups claims to be God's people, God's only true church, followers of Jesus Christ, believers in his gospel. Yet there's so much sexual crime in the religion claiming such exclusivity. Someone needs to take a good long look at doctrine yeah. that creates or allows the perversion of sexual crimes in the Mormon kingdom. Their meetings and their worship services encourage their members to be more Christ-like and to obey all their laws, their ordinances, and their commandments. But the abuses continue, and there seems to be no repentance at all from the religion that demands repentance from its members. And I borrowed that from Mormonism <laughs> Research Ministry. I love that phrase. I'll probably yeah. use it a lot in the future. It's so good. It demands repentance. So that's the latest oh. <laughs> as of today. Yeah, that's... It's, it's shocking and, sh and sad. And I don't know if the legislators here in Utah that should be monitoring this kind of stuff, if they feel like it's, it's such a negative to the church that they just try to avoid it and don't, it just makes don't it pass worse, the though. laws. Yeah, yeah no, it makes it worse. Ignoring it will not make it go away, no. and yet that's what they, and, or, or denying it, right. ignoring or denying. Well, thank you, Earl. Oh, you appreciate bet. Very good. Appreciate your help. <laughs> thank you. You know, even though we don't <clears throat> find in the Bible the teaching that works is the way to eternal life, polygamy groups and Mormonism focuses heavily on works. They continue to do, dismiss 100% grace, making works an essential for heaven. The Bible clearly explains the difference between works and grace, and there will be no excuse when the polygamists face God on Judgment Day. If your works could save you, Jesus died in vain. If your works could save you, you would be your own savior. If your works could save you, you're smarter than God. If your works could save you, you would necessarily have to be absolutely perfect in all your ways, all the time. One error, one mistake would be your downfall. Works cannot save you, but Jesus can. However, he will not share his power of salvation with your attempted works. It's all grace or nothing. That, of course, removes polygamy as any requirement from our God of grace. Jesus is enough. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.